This is JFM Podcast. Live. Good morning to you. And this is J101.9 FM. Today is Wednesday, October 28, 2020. It's a minute past the hour of 9 a.m. This is your favorite morning radio program. Let's talk your favorite morning radio current affairs program. Now, this morning, uh, on the program on J101.9 FM today on the show, we shall be looking at the life and times of a true plateau son who meant different things to different people and all an all-in-one personality who was a fine lecturer, a father, a friend, a leader, a politician, a mentor, and a complete gentleman. I'm talking about the late Senator Gyang Nyam Shom Pwajok, a.k.a. GNS Pwajok, and today incidentally marks his birthday. Now, now, the late GNS Pajok shot into political limelight under the former administration of Senator Dr. Jonah David Jang when uh, he was appointed the DG Research and Planning uh, Government House. He was later made the Chief of Staff to the then Governor and after the demise of the late Senator Dan Tong, uh, stakeholders met and agreed that he should fill in the vacuum uh, created. Uh, he then was elected and given the ticket of the PDP as a candidate to run for the senatorial seat of PDP. Uh, Plateau North Senatorial District at the National Assembly, which later uh, won while at the Senate again the race to succeed the then Governor Jang JNS again won the, won the ticket at the primaries, defeating all the aspirants and emerging the candidates of the PDP to run for the office of the Governor of Plateau State in 2015. He lost the election to the present Governor, Barrister Simon Lalong. Now joining me to discuss uh, these and more are uh, his former legislative aides. Mr. Pam, uh, Mr. Gyang Davo, former aide to late Senator GNS Pajok. Thank you for being with me this morning. And I also have Huey Dung John in the studio with me this morning. He, he is the representative GNS Foundation. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you very much. Morning, business. Good morning and good to have you in the studio uh, with us this morning to pay tribute uh, to a very special son. Now, the question is still, what is man of short days and time? Uh, life uh, truly isn't about how many uh, days in one's life, but the life in your year. And we also say that some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Great, natural, and strategic five years gone. The the legacies still live on, and we can only be greater when we are together. Now, it's hard to find suitable words uh, to pay tribute to this truly remarkable and uh, outstanding uh, son of ours. And we especially remember him every October. October 28. Many tributes have been dedicated, and today the world surely has lost one of the most important leaders and one of its finest human beings as well. And surely our prayers are with the family, the entire Pajok family, and uh, we can only be greater together. Uh, well, let's tell us, uh, Barrister Pam Gyang, uh, you worked closely now with the late Senator Jonas Pajok. Uh, you worked as his aide. So let us know, give us an insight again into his life, why we are talking and still walking JNS uh, Pajok five years after his transition. Well, thank you very much, uh, Zoe. Well, uh, when you were introducing the issues, you said today was his birthday. Uh, today is not his birthday. 
today is the day that he departed this world, the 28th of October. Mm. Uh, it's five years now, like you said. How time flies. Well, Janice uh, Pojok, Yang Yang Chong Pojok, um, was given birth to my parents who are from Du, Du district of um, the then just not, uh, well, then just local government, but today it's in just not. He grew up in Ali Kazori. And uh, we all know that he attended the popular Zhang Secondary Commercial School in Bukuru. And um, after that, we know that um, he went to the famous Amadou University, Zaria, where he obtained his first degree. And um, after that, he came to the University of Jos and uh, had his master's degree in political economy. And um, the truth of it is, GNS Pojok um, was one rare gem because right from his childhood, he stood out. Um, he grew up as someone who was all about people. He was selfless. And um, in his early days, we know that um, he was a student activist. He was one who hated injustice. He was one who always wanted the right thing to be done at the right time. He was a very friendly person. Um, little wonder when um, our father, His Excellency, uh, distinguished Senator David Jonah Jang, retired from the Air Force. He came back home and uh, he saw the appalling situation of things at home and the way youths were wandering aimlessly without um, uh, any objective objectivity in mind. He decided to call a group of youths. Why are you Why are you allowing things? Why are you wasting your future? Why won't you come together and do something meaningful with your lives? And uh, Janice Pojok fortunately was um, one of those young men that um, our father uh, Senator Jonah Jang brought together. And um, you could see, f even from the way our father enjoyed um, the way his, 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 his coming into politics, the way he carried a lot of weight was because he had youths around him who knew their left from their right, youths around him who, who knew what it meant to, to rally their kind, you know, and project meaningfully into the system. And um, it goes without saying that Janice Pojok was one of the success stories behind uh, the success of um, the government of our father, uh, His Excellency Senator Jonah David Jan. Thank you so much for that, um, Barista. Now, uh, we know that um, rather we, we mourn the loss, we still are mourning the loss, but we can also uh, celebrate the legacies. So talking about uh, the GNS Foundation now, here at Doong John, uh, give us some more insights into this foundation, its history, and what is the goal and the aim? All right. Uh, thank you, Joey. Good morning, listeners, once again. Um, the GNS Foundation, as it were, is a movement. And as far as the GNS Foundation is concerned, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a program that, is, that was brought together based on the ideology of the person GNS Pajok, what he represented, who he was, what ideals he had for the society. And you will bear with me that uh, JNS Pajok was one who loved the youth. And so this foundation is deliberate about youth leadership. 
how youths can take over leadership. It's about mentorship. It's about uh, looking at injustices within the system, the structural violence within the system, how it must be corrected. Mm. He represented an ideal society, and that is what the foundation is all about. The, the uh, vision of this foundation is to shaping a sustainable future together. And if you look at that, uh, that vision, it's, it's, it's all about taking the youth into proper perspective. You bear with me that uh, what is going on today is as a result of youth not being represented, exclusive governance that youth have had over the years. And so it is the, the, the trust of this foundation that some of the anomalies that uh, you find in, in the system are corrected. Uh, the aims and objectives of uh, this foundation is to strengthen and establish community peace platforms. It also is to promote and sustain the culture of peace in schools and in communities. It is also to promote and strengthen democratic structures. It is also about encouraging, supporting and building capacity of women, youths, towards active political participation at all levels. And then we also uh, have as aim ensuring promotion of social justice through the entrenchment of values of peaceful coexistence, tolerance, and good neighborliness. Mm. It is also about mitigating against structures of conflict, hate, and dangerous speeches. That is the core trust and mandate of the GNS Foundation. Wonderful. Now, talking about uh, shaping a sustainable future, what uh, would you think would have been GNS thoughts? Let's just project a little bit now, uh, Barrister Giang, concerning the hashtag NSARS protests. You know, let me just read something that Janice said when he was alive. In addition to their intellectual contribution and their ability to mobilize support, young people must maintain unique perspectives on issues bordering on the survival of Nigeria. This is more so in a situation where the capacity of democratic institutions has continued to be whittled and citizens are turning their backs on politics. It is only a matter of time before the little advances recorded become consumed in the waters of unfolding contradictions. If the youth are not oriented on the importance of peaceful coexistence, social harmony, friendship, and sustainable partnership, or initiate actions that result in unprecedented social growth and development. Hmm. What the NSAS initiative has done is to initiate an action that will result in projecting the future that will result in unprecedented growth because the system is simply not working. So the youth of this country are coming together to stand for themselves, to stand for their rights, to ask for what rightfully belongs to them because if things go wrong, it's the future of the youth that is being toyed with. A GNS project would have stood by the NSAS project. In fact, he would have vocally supported the, the, the demands of the youth. Because as it is, there is no well-meaning Nigerian that will stand by and look at what is happening. Look at the demands of the of the of the NSAS protest protesters. By the way, I am not part of them, but I stand with them hundred percent. Because the truth of the matter is there is nothing they have requested for that can be thrown away. Mm. So for somebody who believed in 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 the in 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 
in youth participation for someone who believed that there will not be a government that will succeed without the youth contributing their quarter, certainly a GNS project would have stood by them. Mm. Thank you so much for that. You want to add some more? Uh, yes. Um, I want to say that GNS as a person uh, represents the biblical mustard seed. His death is bringing up something. It's a seed that was planted. And right now, people are beginning to see what he represented. And so, going forward, we are looking at the 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 nuances that has that has to do with the exclusion of youth in governance. And so you see people are being agitated about bad governance, about uh, uh, exclusion, about uh, people not being put in the rightful places. You look at the, the, the minister for youth, for instance, he's not a youth. Mm. The commissioner for youth is not a youth. And so what is the trust of the youth in representing themselves in a situation where they are excluded? And so there is there must be deliberate attempts by government engage. And then when you look at the statistics of the voter population in electoral process, you find out that the youth represent almost about 51%. And so they are the ones who drive the process and then they are excluded from the process. And so what what do you get? These are actions and counter-reactions, basically. Mm. All right. Um, I see a report here in 2014 um, where uh, the, the late Senator Pwajok underscores need for democratic growth in Nigeria. And he said, politics is a platform of bringing people together regardless of ethnic and religious differences. Mm. So I want to call on my constituents to conduct themselves well. And those who are elected and not elected should ensure that their supporters also conform with the wishes of popular majority because in the long run, that is what democracy is all about. He's, he also said po party politics is still significantly, significantly underdeveloped as far as I am concerned. That is why cross-carpeting is so easy in one form or the other, mm -hmm. but I think we will get to the point where there will be a clear law restricting such cross-carpeting from one party to another. I mean, he, he's, he, he was a man ahead of his time mm -hmm. indeed. I look at these issues. We're still dealing with them today, and he already foresaw and spoke vehemently against all of these things. Now, let's begin to look at his legacies, his philosophy on accountability, his leadership now. Um, last year's memorial theme was the youth challenges, prospects of youth political participation and leaders in the Plateau, in Plateau State. And this year's own is uh, the second memorial theme is on ending circle of gender inequality. Quality and its impact on national development. Uh, why did you choose this theme this year and what does it mean and what bearing does it have at this time? Well, um, for the GNS uh, Project Foundation, uh, it was actually very deliberate to bring about the issues uh, that borders about gender and gender inclusion or exclusion, as the case may be. Now, um, we, we looked at the system and then how it has... It has uh, created the woman to be patriarchally dominated. And so the patriarch patriarchal domination of, of men in the system, even in the electoral process, has deliberately left them out. 
So you find out that uh, even the the positions within the party structure, you find out that women are only but given women leaders, and that will be all. There is a 35% affirmation action for women inclusion in governance. Mm. From 1999 to date, there is a steady retrogression of women participation in governance. And so we see this as a deliberate uh, way of taking out women from governance. And so there is need to reconscientize the, the minds of people that... Without women inclusion in governance, there wouldn't be sustainable development. Yeah. And so this year's uh, uh, topic is about looking at how we can sensitize, give the right advocacies for such things to be corrected within our systems. There are women who are doing a lot within the system but are not being merited. Yeah. If you look at this, the NSATs, for instance, the, the, the feasts represents not a man but a woman. Yeah. And so when you see the power of a woman, what she stands for, she stands for justice, equity. She stands for inclusion. She stands for motherhood. She stands for nationhood. And so the, the, the theme this year, it's about bringing uh, the... To, to, to bear the the minds of people about these uh, these developments and how inclusive women can be. All right. Um, you want to add something uh, on that? Go yes. Ahead. You know, while he was talking, something just crossed my mind. You know, the truth of the matter is, um, it's often said that if you give a man something, probably he'll just eat it alone. But if you give a woman probably she'll just keep it away so that she'll take it home and share with her children. Now, the truth of the matter is the women have over time proven that when they are given positions of authority, when they are given room in governance, they do well. Yes, that is not to say that 100% of women have exhibited the tendencies to do well. Of course, uh, we always have bad eggs here and there. But the woman has proven that if you give her room, she will do well. She's creative and she can bring a lot to the table. So women inclusion in governance is something that if we actually uh, are deliberately you know, put in place, the nation will be better for it. All right. Now, uh, Nigeria has been recording low participation of women in both elective and appointive positions. Uh, this is a growing concern to many Nigerians. However, concerted efforts have been made by governments and non-governmental organizations to increase the level of participation of women in politics in line with the declaration made at the Fourth World Conference on Women in Beijing, which advocated 30% affirmative action in Nigeria. The extent uh, national gender Policy NGP recommended 35% affirmative action instead and sought for a more inclusive representation of women with at least 35% of both elective political and appointive uh, public service positions respectively. I mean, this is still on a very sad note and these are issues we need to continue discussing. But I want to ask you now, um, Barista Gyang, how, how did um, the late Senator Pajok view women in the society? How did he feel about them? We know that generally we say men are passionate about this or that concerning women, but him in particular, what were some of the things that you saw being his aid? Mm. You know, the truth of the matter is um, anywhere you pick CGNS back then, over 70% of the population around him were women. 
In fact, it was during his time that I saw young girls who became passionate about the political process. Mm. And they are still out there. You know, some of them took interest because he encouraged them. He worked with them. You know, severally, he would hold meetings with women going far into the night, you know, discussing women empowerment. You know, I saw that over the years, right from when he was DG Research to when he became Chief of Staff to when he became a Senator. In fact, when he became a Senator, it was a deliberate thing. It was a deliberate thing. He had compassion for women. He had compassion for widows. He would go out of his way just to attend to widows. You know, the truth of the matter is uh, you, you, you would always see people, you know, rushing to get his attention. But he was very selective. Because there's no way Janus will leave a woman standing and attend to a man. Wow. He will say, no, you are a man. Let me attend to this woman so that she can go back home. You know, you saw that repeatedly, repeatedly. So he had a passion for women. And I think it's only right that the Janus Foundation would choose this theme as its theme for the year. Wow, it's just amazing hearing all of this. Now, let's look at um, another um, thing now. Uh, what are some of his contributions in his lifetime that brought about development and progress in Plateau State uh, while he was serving as DG Research and uh, Documentation Chief of Staff to the Governor, to the Senate, and uh, till the end? You know, the truth of the matter is, well, I was privileged to be, to be with him when he was DG Research. He had three directors working with him. We had a director Northern Zone, the director Central Zone, the director Southern Zone, and I was the director Northern Zone. So we worked closely. That office, uh, to my mind, uh, um, maybe is accountable for the success of any governor because as DG research and documentation, you have a lot to do. The policy programs of government emanate from your table, you know, uh, and uh, uh, the the the. The mandate of that office is wide. It was very, very wide. And uh, that's why Janus was a very busy man when he was in that office, because he was always working, always what, working. What, what would it take to, to, to be in such a capacity? I mean, one would have people to, to look ahead. Certainly. You'd have to see the problems coming ahead and plan okay. for them. So I can imagine how intellectually, I, I don't know how to describe well, the, that. Janus was intellectually sound. But of course, he enjoyed his the, the his uh, uh, the attention of his boss because he shared in his vision. The truth must be told that our father, His Excellency Senator Jonah David Jam, was a man of vision. And when he saw the passion in Janus, coupled with his intellectual capacity, of course he knew this is my man. So he placed him at the right place, and the rest is history, because the governor then succeeded in his assignment in Governor Plateau State. And we Do all we know still have such an office, and is it still functional? Well, the office is there. The functionality of it is what I cannot say because I really, I don't follow closely what they do. But I know, you, you see, at times, the person makes the office. Mm. You could have a very big office, you are in it, and nobody feels you. But GNS impacted positively on the office of the DJ Research. And when he became chief of staff, it was a different story altogether because he took governors to another level. And we all saw it. We all witnessed it. And everybody on the plateau knew that plateau was blessed with the man named GNS Pojo. 
And of course, when he became senator, you know, I, let me tell you a story. When we went to the Senate, because I was with him in the Senate as his, as his aide, um, the Senate president back then, Senator David Mack, advised him after he was sworn in. He said, well, distinguished senator, welcome to the Senate. What I will advise you is that you should behave like a chicken. You know, a chicken, when he goes to a new place, he will stand on one leg, study the environment before gradually he brings down the second leg. So take your time to study the environment. Well taken advice. But on the next day, GNS was on the floor of the Senate and they were discussing budget. And this was someone that for seven or eight years, he was part of the budget team of the plateau. <laughs> he had enough experience. And he saw that the Senate were just going around in circles, going around in circles. And the Senate president was shocked when he signified his interest to, to participate in the debate. And when he got up to speak, he changed the entire perspective of the Senate mm. because he came with experience. And people were like, wow, on day one, you know, so so he 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 was someone that impacted his generation. All right, for me, it, it's it's all beautiful, it's all amazing. How can we begin to replicate this uh, vision? How can we begin to have the plateau man on a platform where he can take his place in today's world? Yeah. Because as it turns out, to be honest, in many quarters, when you live uh, outside plateau state, when when you interact with people from other states from other parts of the country you know that representation we used to have out there I mean I remember meeting um, someone from Borno who was managing a restaurant in Lagos and I said oh I've never met I would say I'm not saying there are no people of that caliber but it's not every time you meet them and then you get to see how good education rubs off on the northern man you get to see how good having an open mind rubs off on the northern man you get to see a new breed or an upgrade of of a plateau man. How can we begin to produce these upgrades? We see upgrades of our phones. New ones come every year. Some have things that the other ones don't have. How can we begin to replicate more men like GNS Pajok to take on that platform, to represent plateau states to the world the proper way that plateau states should be represented by the plateau people? Because as far as I know at the moment from checking the polls of the people, from interacting with all kinds of people, I think we need to do a little more. Uh, I think um, I was becoming emotional when you were talking because clearly you could see that there's a disconnect between leadership, education, and the public. And what GNS represented as DG Research was about bringing intellectualism into governance. And so without that inclusion, without that that coherence of bringing uh uh, research and governance, you have a disconnect. And that is why we have the kind of issues we have in the North. You find out that there is a deliberate neglect of the educational system. When you look at our budget for the past three, four, five years, you find out that the educational sector is on a steady decline. And what happens to a system of people who are neglected by education? The 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 uh, result is some of the things that you see today. Some of the the, the names attributed to those who uh, go out to get things and do things that are not right, given the tag hoodlums, are they educated? That is the question. And then you want to ask the question: Where did we all get it wrong? And so when there is 
a disconnect between the the government, the people, and education. Some of these things are very, very obvious, and so there is need for people to to begin to come into into uh, governance by actually looking at how we must resuscitate our educational system. If you also look at um, the 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 way and manner in which the 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 leaders today are looking at the the manner in which the the youths of today are behaving, you find out that it is as a result of utterances that have have made the people very angry and at, as such beginning to uh, ventilate their grievances the way they are. Mm. All right, we'll open the phone lines this morning. We're paying tribute uh, to a great son of the land and uh, we are still seeing that it's not just living, it's not just living properties that makes you who you are. Legacy that you leave behind, the life you leave behind uh, can be remembered. The ideas you leave behind can never be killed off, actually, compared to even some other things that we think are more important for us to leave. So what are those things that remind you of the late JNS Pajok? And he has been different things to different people. What does he mean to you? 0905564 places 99 0909884848. Hello and good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to the program. Let's talk. Thank you very much. God bless you. I'm Gentle from Gadabu. Go ahead. Hello? Go ahead, Mr. Gentle. Yes. yes, in all of this that has been played out, I will categorically, you know, tell you that our leader, the politician, are completely cause the problem. Because these are the politicians that have deposited so many havoc, so many evil into these youth. They took them to their campaign ground, but arms, both destructive weapons, and so on and so forth, to cause so much of this problem. I see what it has now. Okay, you can call us back. We, we, we didn't quite get your input fully. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for calling. In 60 seconds, your name My and... name is Sadiq I'm calling from Teacher and Joshua. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, I want to sympathize with you people in the, in the house with the loss of our great politician, Jonas Patrick. Whereby Jonas Pontos, everybody in Plateau State, have seen his impact. A plateau have had a great loss there. And we pray that his soul has bred in peace. Amen. And, Amen. Also, and we are also urging the youth of Plateau State to come out as well as Jonas Pontos, because he brings a burner for youth in the politics of Plateau State. Because as a young man, his, his groups or his teams are always huge. And with his, uh, now I think we should not leave youth to stay where they are. They have to come out. We should
to promote the issue of the youth because since the government now the administration sees a green hash and the people are not enjoying the government and now seeing the level of corruption and the level of insecurity and they are disappointing. And with youth, I think the youth will bring change in the system because the youth now, I think they have woke up. That's what I want to say. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you and for I'm your time. And I'm calling on the people to stay away from reaching people's property mm. and to, to the protesters also should come down and if there is need to protest, they should have a peaceful protest. Thank you very much. God Thank bless. you, Sadiq Omar. 09055 in four places, 99 and 090 uh, Today we are paying tribute to the late GNS Pajok. What are your thoughts? You can connect with us also on our feedback platform on Facebook. is www.facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS. Twitter at JFMJOS. Cyprian Thomas is saying GNS represents to me as a man of the people with good heart. Please present her. What does GNS stand for? I love JFM. Let me allow you answer that. Somebody's asking what the G, the N, and the S stands for. Gyang Nyam Shom. But somebody gave him the acronym Great Nigerian Senator. Oh, amazing. Look at that. Well, Innocent Tungzang Ayuba is saying good morning, Zoe. And the guest for me, it means a lot. God has blessed Nigeria. And he's also saying I'm from Plateau State. I'm from Kaduna, Zango, Kataf. But to be sincere, I wish he was the president of Nigeria. Mm. Pisa Weap is so saying so sad. His vision for Plateau State was cut short. I believe there are more of his type in the state. God bless Plateau State. Richard Egbita is saying let's talk. And the guest in the house, the people of Plateau State, actually lost a leader with vast knowledge and experience. May his soul rest in peace. Amen. Hello and good morning. Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine and zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Comrade Dadong Antibas is saying on a serious note, Plateau and Nigeria at large lost a Democrat. How I wish the icon is still alive, but unfortunately, God decided to call him to finish the rest of the work with him. Continue to rest in peace, my brother. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Go ahead, comrade. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. 
All right. And Yakzomila Kwangson is saying, JNS means a lot to me. My mentor, very intelligent, so powerful. He represents the power of youth and good personality. How I wish this great man is alive to fight towards this noble cause of bad government. You are always in my mind. Rest well. Uh, Shedrach Emmanuel is saying, hi, JFM. For me, JNS is a symbol of wisdom to all Plateau people. May he find rest with the Lord. I love JFM. Nothing you can do about it. Shindai from ABJ. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Hello, good morning to you. Good morning, thank you for joining us. Thank you. My name is Antitelo, I'm calling from Conga. All right, go ahead. I appreciate your good work. And I'll introduce on honestly, we lost a very gentleman, honestly, we cannot forget his legacy. I Honestly, we honestly, we, we, we always remember him. We always pray for his soul progress in peace. Uh, honestly, because he contributed a lot to, for the honor uh, of the uh, great plateau state. Honestly, we cannot forget this. We always pray. Thank you very much. We appreciate your contribution. Hello and good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. What's your name and where are you reaching us from? This is Comrade Maram Ulusman Diu calling you from Jaws. All right. I think, you know, the life of, you know, Janet Bojok, you know, particularly we are on the plateau, seriously, you know, we have lost a great you know, icon, a great man. A man with no vision for plateau people. These are the kind of leaders that we want them to rule us or to govern us here. Considering his track record, he's a man that you know, believes you know, in plateau. He's a man that, in fact, understands you know, the nook and cranes of what plateau people. So, seriously, we really need this man. And we pray that may God continue to us consult you know, his family and also to give him internal pathways. Seriously, now people on the plateau, we should begin to think you know, inward. We should begin to ask to forget about our religion, our tribal you know, sentiment. Let me tell you something. For me, I don't care if somebody who has plateau, who has plateau people at heart, will rule on me for over 100 years to come. I don't care. All I, I, I need is good governance. But because of this sentiment tribalism, this is where we are. This is where we are found ourselves here on the plateau. But I pray that plateau people will not even make, will not make this mistake that they, are, that they have made. That now, in fact, we are finding it very difficult to fact to even you know, speak in our own home soil plateau. I hope that youth of plateau state will understand that leadership is all about having somebody that you know will care for his people. Thank you very much and have a nice time. Thank you, comrade. We appreciate your input. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning, my dear sister Zoe. This is Extravagant uh, Malogi calling you from Joe. Thank you for calling us. Good to have you. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. I never wanted to call this morning. But uh, for the fact that someone like um, GNS is being celebrated, I, I couldn't help but to make concerted efforts to ensure and I think this unforgettable, heartwarming tribute yeah, to a man whom I never uh, got to meet one-on-one. But uh, his uh, character, his uh, disposition, 
you can teach them his pedigree actually spoke volume. Permit me to let you know, Zoe, that DNS York was a bridge builder. From the little I knew about him, he was a man who was lost among the Christians and among the Muslims, among the youth and among the elderly. Why? Because he had the interest of Slatu at heart. Unfortunately, permit me to say he was uh, one of the best governors that Slatu never had. Because from his pedigree in the government house, his pedigree on the street, his speeches and his books, you know that he was a man who actually wrote and a man who actually read. But I like to end this way, that life, uh, each moment we live our life here on earth, offers us the opportunity to write our history. Unfortunately, most of those things we are writing through our lifestyles may never be read until we are gone. Mm. Therefore, if our legacy it was a good one, you discover that you would have succeeded in um, printing your footprint on the sand of times and also in the heart of men. God bless you once again. Extravagant Malobi from Joe. Thank you very much, Mr. Malobi. We appreciate your input. Well, there is a saying that says, show me the manner in which a nation or community cares for its dead, and I will measure with mathematical exactness the tender sympathies of its people, their respect for the law of the land, and their loyalty to high ideals. And, uh, well, they say uh, there are people who deal with death every day, professional caregivers, uh, counselors, clergymen, men, medical practitioners have long understood the importance of remembrance and uh, we're beginning to add that as it is but you know some people would say that we as Africans we love to honor the dead more than the living what is your take on that well the truth of the matter because is while they are alive we seem not to have seen yeah. I mean there, there's been a lot of arguments back and forth especially concerning GNS as you have heard mm. uh, many of the callers say he is someone that we missed he's the governor that we, should, we could have had that we mm. never mm. had now what happened to the people at that time what short sidedness as it turns out GNS was a man ahead of his time mm. his vision was quite far sighted uh, so was it a case of the people being unable to catch up now with the, with this person who was ahead or what 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 do you what intricacies what what how can we begin to see clearly how 2023 is around the corner uh, this is a leader that everyone says oh we could have we should have and we did not Mm. Looking forward to 2023 now, what kind of leaders, now citing Janus as someone who many believe, almost I would say 90% would say, oh, he could have, he, he should have. Mm. What should we begin to look out for in our leaders? You know, again, I'll read something to you that the late distinguished senator Janus said. The political discourse, especially in Plateau State, have tend to divert attention from issues that encourage the welfare of citizens and focus on personality differences, the use of foul language, the manipulation of ethnic and religious sentiments to confuse the people. All manner of offensives have been brandished, sometimes bordering on personality clash amongst elders, which seem to gradually polarize the younger generation and sustaining the vicious circle of poverty, misinformation, and backwardness. A coalition of forces continues to conspire to ensure that the democratic project on the plateau remains unrealized. 
remains an unrealized expectation. That is what has been happening, Zoe. Hmm. We, we, always, we will always lose it. We come close to getting it, and then we'll lose it on the platform of sentiments. Well, I don't want to dwell much on the 2015 elections, but almost every plateau man is saying we missed it. Now that we've realized that we missed it, like you said, going into 2023, we should, we should, we should, we should come together, be objective in our reasoning. You know, there's, there's a level in which you play politics and you throw away your future. Let's play politics, be mindful of the fact that we need to build our future together. Be mindful of the fact that youth inclusion, women inclusion in politics are issues we cannot shy away from. Be mindful of the fact that we need to hear what the young ones are saying. Because whatever it is we're doing, we're building for their future. So if they don't have a say, then we're not being sincere. Be mindful of the fact that as elders, our time is going out. And what matters, what should matter on the table is the thinking of the young ones. Because you can't eat your cake and then eat your yesterday, eat your today, and then you're eating the tomorrow of some people. You see, that is what happens on the plateau. And we allow sentiments to becloud our sense of reasoning. Janice would always say that plateau state lies on the fault lines of this country. Fault lines in the sense that we have a medley of religion and, and ethnic ethnic sentiments, you know, at, at, at their peak. You know, it's a crescendo of these twin variables that are at play here on the plateau. And we allow these sentiments to, 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 to influence our, our, our decisions. So going into 2023, we need to put these sentiments aside, see ourselves as one. Somebody called and said, Genesis was someone that was loved by both Christians and Muslims, women and men, the elderly, the young. Why? Because he could relate with everybody. That's the kind of thing we want to see on the plateau. Let's go back to the old days where um, we related with each other. You know, without difference, without, without uh, uh, a reference to where you come from, what who, what religion you are, you know that's the kind of thing we should be talking about going forward. Let's hear from you. Yes, the future of Plateau State are as bright as the promises of God. Mm. Those were His words, and when you look at intently into what this statement meant, it meant building bridges. Janus represented a man that builds bridges across the young and the old, and he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his life for the purpose of bridging the old and the young. And going forward into 2023, the, the, the onus lies on the youth. Like I said earlier, the youth have about 51% in terms of voter population. What do you use it for? Even on the plateau, when you look at the statistics of voter participation, voter education, and then uh, the electoral process, you find out that youths represent about 50, 50 and above percent. And so what do you do with that percentage? Can you come together and think with an ideology? I see... Uh, a, a future of youth saying they want a youth democratic party. Once a youth democratic party comes, what about it? But of course, we must be, we must be, uh, uh, we should not be oblivious of the fact that there are some people who are hungry and will do everything possible not to get these things done. 
you look at our 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 institutional uh, uh, governance style, the the SUG, the NANs, the departmental. There are a lot of people that give awards to people not for the merits. They give it for the wrong reasons, just to get small stipends. And that is not what the representation of the GNS Foundation is all about. We're all about thinking honesty. We are thinking about accountability. We are thinking about transparency. We are thinking about how the youths should take ownership of their future. And once the youths realize that the old cannot continue to impoverish the young because the economic resource to participate in governance is not at their favor, then they can respond by showing it on the ballot box. Mm. All right, let's still get our comments on our feedback handles on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we're asking you, uh, he has been different things, the late Senator Janice Pajok, he has been different things and we're celebrating him five years after transition. What does he represent to you? And I hope that the question is still in your mind. How will you be remembered tomorrow when you are done here? It is very important for us to keep that in mind. But Ture Simon David is saying, rest in peace, icon. Do I am Biram, but I never voted JNS Pajok in all his political aspiration. In 2015, I voted Governor Lalong. That's uh, with, the, with the present happening in our dear state, I now know that I traded... Co- Rest in peace. Uh, Jikirid Gotan is saying, Good morning. For me, the late Senator JNS Pajok was a great hero and a gift to humanity. Uh, Sadhu Stromhan, he's saying, Late JNS was a leader that had his people at heart. I can still remember the day we met at Mungu when he was campaigning for governorship. We shook hands and he smiled at me. I saw a smile of a servant to humanity. May his soul continue to rest with Jesus. Mm-hmm. David Daniel is saying, I really prayed hard to have JNS as governor of Plateau State. This state would have been 10 times better than it is now God knows better rest on indeed Plaza State has lost a great man a man of integrity a man of the people a man that touched lives in different ways what a painful loss he'll forever be in the heart of Platurians may his gentle soul rest in peace Amen. this is from Saeed Samshuddin Matthew Matthias Yawan he showed me that a youth is worth something in this country and that we can be greater together as a people he is a legend as a new Martins he said I met for the first time Janice during the 2014 election he came to Ali Kazaure, walking around the area just like every other person without mobs of police around him. I was shocked to see him that simple. Even he came to shake hands with me and my teammates as we were coming out from football training, even hugging us, not minding how dirty we looked or smelled. I cried like a child on hearing of his death. God bless him wherever he is now. Jerry Gyang is saying, JNS was my lecturer in political science department, University of Joss. He stood for ideals that were in tune with humanity, no matter the class, religion, region creed you belong to and believe in we can only be greater together a slogan he promoted on the plateau and the way forward for us Julius Pajok is saying death is inevitable it is a journey that everyone must take oftentimes we wish death wasn't part of life we wish we would just stay alive on earth without with our near and dear ones not dying but unfortunately we cannot where prayer is that we fulfill our days on earth via the good path laid by him my plateau hero keep resting with the Lord Richard Egbita is saying good morning let's talk and the guests in the house to me the late GNS is a leader with capacity that the people of Plateau missed and his word of experience would have taken Plateau State to the level of sound development, but God knows why. May his soul rest in peace. Amen. Now let's look at the last um, question to touch on. What is the concept of the greater together? Hmm. Let's hear from what you said. 
The truth of the matter is that the concept of Greater Together reflects a harmonious approach to dealing with societal challenges and problems. It also embodies the idea of harmony among communities. It transcends the limitation of time and space because to a large extent you cannot clap with one hand. No one can clap with one hand. We need each other. That is the concept of Greater Together, that we, will, we need to come together, work together, you know, bring our ideas to the table, you know, sift through our ideas together, and then choose on the path to follow because no one knows it all. That was the concept of Greater Together, that when we come together as communities to discuss our problems as communities, when, when we come together as a state to discuss our problems as a state, then we can together fashion a way forward that no one will single-handedly bring the solution to the table because no one knows it all. The Greater Together idea is a dream, a lofty dream, that if Plato people can can imbibe that concept, imbibe the idea of working together, imbibe the idea of coming together, irrespective of religious re- religious differences, uh, ethnic backgrounds, that we come together on the table and work together. Let me tell you what Janus did when he was senator. He approached communities, discussed with them, and asked them what their problems were. You know, it's not just, okay, I'm a senator, I will do to you what I want to do. You know, but he, he felt the pulse of the people, that if you're in governance, you feel the pulse of the people and you work together with the people, not just dumping whatever you think is right on the people. The truth of the matter is a, uh, a community could be in need of a borehole and then you bring uh, a school to them when you already have schools, you've missed it because their greatest need at that point is the borehole. And that was his approach to governance. Community-based approach. Hmm. Thank you so much for that. Now let's uh, get our last words from you, uh, the representative from the GNS Padrock Foundation. Uh, that is Rep. Huere Dungjon. Um, all right. Uh for the foundation, uh, this year, like uh, you had said earlier, the uh, topic was the unending uh, gender inequality and um, its impact on national development. This year, like I said, it was deliberate about inclusion of women in governance. Today, uh, we were supposed to have the second memorial lecture, but unfortunately, because of the events of uh, the recent past, yeah, we've not, we, we have deliberately shifted. Uh, Started by a week or thereabout, and so uh, the engagements will continue for this uh, week long until it culminates uh, on uh, next week, Wednesday, hopefully, so that um, this particular event is inviting everyone to be part of this uh, epoch-making uh, event. We we hope that it's going to to elicit a lot of actions so that we see more women participation in governance. We will see women rights, not just women uh, gender equality issues, but gender equity. We always sometimes de-emphasize the issue of equity when we talk about gender issues. But when we talk about gender equality, we talk about gender equity and what women represent, especially in building a nation, building a society, building a home and building individuals. Well, thank you so much. This is what we have in the offing for you this Wednesday morning. We're talking about death. Most people uh, find that very uneasy and many might even straight out tell you to stop. Well, most will just assume that you're a morbid person, but the truth is there is only one thing certain in life and that is death. 
So why shy away from it? Why not use it as motivation? Why not be inspired by it? Now, if you want to be remembered after death, it's actually not that difficult when you look at it. Give generously. Uh, have time for others. Be helpful. Respect everyone. Develop an open and loving attitude. Be genuine. Show compassion. And uh, I think with this on your list for status, you're on your way somewhere very far because these are simple, basic human attributes that if you inculcate in yourself can even take you further. With that being said, let's not forget, we cannot determine how we will be remembered while we are gone. Mm. It is up to those who are left behind to culminate everything that you have done mm. and bring it to whatever they will choose to bring it to at that time. And that will be, we'll say, the sum total of how you have lived. And uh, here we are today, Genesis isn't with us, but here we are talking about his lifetime and his legacies. Mm. It's not only about material things, we can also leave lifetime legacies that continue to live on after us. With that being said, good morning to you. Have a positive Wednesday and remember to stay calm and peaceful. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.